Recorded live. And now we're being told we got to vote or a white supremacist Donald Trump is going to get in office. So now we got to vote out of fear. But Hillary Clinton is really no different than Donald Trump. Just a slower death with Hillary Clinton. Because Hillary Clinton and the Clintons, those laws that they've had with those, the criminal laws in the 90s, that has put a lot of black people in jail. So she's really no different from Trump. So black people, we've got to leverage our vote. The most strategic thing we can do in this election is not vote at all because they still have that benign neglect policy for black people. In the 1970s, they came up with this policy to stop black people from rioting called benign neglect, meaning let's stop promising black people stuff. Let's not even let's act that like they don't even exist. So whenever we're running or campaigning, we'll use these vague terms like minority or people of color, but never specifically say anything about black people. The Democrats, they just had a, 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 a leak, that WikiLeaks stuff that they had recently, where there was documents saying that if there's some Black Lives Matter people asking about specifics for black people, do not specifically say you're going to do anything for black people. They had a memo saying this. So that's the benign neglect policy that's been going on um, for the last 45 years. So if they're not going to offer us anything or do anything for us, and we're out here getting slaughtered, damn voting. Well, well, you had mentioned that. I'm going to give you three reasons why. I got a whole lot of reasons. But I'm only going to give you three reasons why I'm excited about Donald Trump (laughs) being the president of the United States and why that's great for black people. First reason is, <laughs> y'all don't know how I'm feeling right now. The first reason is this election has showed all of these black people who kept running around saying we over racism, we've grown as a country, or we, you know, all of this stuff don't exist. You know, we had a black president. So, so, so everything's all as well now. Do y'all still think that? Oh, no, y'all don't think that no more. Y'all seen all them red states. Y'all seen that racism ain't over. Now you can realize you have an enemy out there because we haven't been doing what we're supposed to do because we thought all was well. If Hillary would have won, y'all have been like, oh, it's so much equality. We had a black president. Now we got a woman president. And, oh, my God, America has come so far. But since Donald J. Trump won, <laughs> that lets us know there's a problem. And we needed to know there is a problem in this country. Too many of us were running around acting like there was no problem, like there's no such thing as racism and white supremacy, like there's no such thing as oppression. It's been so many of us running around like ain't nobody holding us back but ourselves. But now that you've seen those red states, you know it's a system that's going on. The second reason, I got a bus. I'm only going to get you three. The second reason why Donald J. Trump being president is is, <laughs> is the best thing to happen to black people in 50 years is because now we'll stop trusting the damn system, won't you? Oh, all y'all people that was talking about voting, all y'all people that was talking about just trust the system. I bet y'all don't trust the system now. I bet you're looking at the system sideways now. I bet you won't look at the Supreme Court sideways now. We should have been looking at it like that. And But since we were under this facade, that everything was willy-nilly, that everything was good, that racism that was over and, and America just loves black people and America just loves everybody else. But now that Donald J. Trump is the president, 
<laughs> Our people now are going to realize that the system is against us. And my third, my third, my final reason, y'all, now I'm really excited. Y'all ain't never even seen me this excited, have y'all? The third reason is now that we see this, we understand Trump hates us. So uh, we understand that Trump want to do whatever he can against us. It's going to force us to unify. Oh, I'm so I'm I'm excited because now people are saying, well, what do we got to do to make sure that we're safe? What do we got to do to make sure that we still have our own economy? What do we got to do to make sure our neighborhoods don't go to hell? What do we got to do? See, Donald Trump becoming president is going to force us to unify. Everybody who is like, well, I don't need to support pro-black stuff, and I ain't with all this Black Lives Matter, and I'm, I just support who I like, and I don't like. Oh, everybody, that, I'm scared of black power. The Black Panthers was, was evil. And all of y'all folks, I bet y'all want to unify now. And that's why I'm excited. That's why I'm excited. Because y'all realize that racism exists. You don't have no trust for this corrupt, stupid system, evil system that's been keeping us down. And now you want to unify. Oh, thank you, Donald Trump, for becoming the president of the United States of America. Ooh, listen to that brother. Doesn't he sound so passionate? You are tuned in to the POET Radio with Benita Asset and Maine, and we are here to talk about that silver lining to the Donald Trump storming White House cloud. What do you say, people? We are here to talk about it with our highly intelligent audience. Maine and I are here in the building together, and we are very highly interested in this discussion and in this topic. And what are we going to say? But Maine and I, being of a consciousness group of people, are not as scared and not as afraid and not as sad about Trump being in office. We actually see it as a good thing. And so we're we going to share that with the people today, kind of sort of like the, the way we started off with we're, we're not the only people feeling this way. We got our brother Malcolm. We'll play him later on in the show. He said something similar like almost 50 years ago, maybe even more, when it was a different president, but it's the same old, same old. And then we had Tariq Nasheed playing before this brother, this brother that was just speaking. His name is Mitchell Chance, and, um, you know, he's established some popularity on Facebook with um, making different consciousness thoughts that he produces these little videos and gets people thinking. And so this is one right here where he was really excited the day after the election, happily sharing with everybody his three different reasons why it is not a bad idea that Trump is in president. Trump became president. Um, and it was funny when I saw this video because I was, you know, going on my little moving around and talking to my different friends as I was driving. And I remember we were having that exact conversation. Then I saw this video, and I thought it would be perfect for our show today. So thank you very much to all the callers, people who have called in, and thank you to those people who are downloading the broadcast. We really appreciate you um, taking time out to listen to what we say because we definitely got some things to say tonight. Tonight we're talking about the stormy cloud on POET Radio, Conscious Thoughts Thursdays. So let me go to my co-host, Maine, and give him a chance to share his feelings and thoughts and any responses that you have to say to what's been going on or the different people who, you know, Tariq Nasheed, who was saying, man, we should just leverage our vote and not vote at all, or, or to the brother Mitchell. What what you say, Maine? Hey, B, uh, hey, hey, peace, everybody. Hey, how's everybody doing? Hey. Um, but, uh, 
Hey, but by the way, um, the Tariq Nashi didn't play, so uh, we get a, we get the opportunity to play that again. Only uh, only the uh, as you said, the happy brother and uh, the other brother spoke. Uh, but Tariq Nashi didn't, didn't come on, so we can listen to that again. But okay. uh, it's been a crazy week in the shot, and you know, in Chicago, a crazy two week period. So you know, the Cubs won the World Series, and Donald Trump has been elected president, like two shits you probably thought never would happen. You there, B? Two things that have never happened, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, a lot of people a lot of people been freaking out about the, uh, about Hillary really about just Hillary not making it. And, uh, you know, you got protests all over the nation. And uh, the thing that is a little interesting about these protests is definitely majority white protests. And, you know, I've been urging people, you know, black people to stay out of these protests. Like, let them infight. Let them infight all day about this situation because, you know, it's, this whole thing has just been funny to me, you know, mm-hmm. from from the original election day, you know, seeing everybody on on Facebook with their stickers, I voted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, that whole, the election day itself was, was just funny as hell, just seeing uh, everybody, uh, the nerves as the night went along. And, uh... If if you didn't see that 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 uh, Saturday that Saturday Night Live with David Chappelle that skit with uh, him and uh, Chris Rock, mm-hmm. hilarious. That broke wow. down the uh, that. that election day fear like to a T. I'm gonna have to look that up on Just YouTube that. or something because oh, I yeah, missed that all together. Oh yeah, that's a must must see. Must see, okay. Oh yeah. So I'll let you kind. I'll let you check it out if you haven't checked it out already. Okay. But, uh, yeah, there's been a, a lot of angst about the, uh, the Donald Trump presidency, and I feel exactly we got exactly what we needed. We got we got that joke that I mean, because right now I was uh, like, you know, I don't know why, but I was halfway like, you know, let me see what he gonna do. I think once the powers that be get him get him, you know, in check, which I'm sure he and you know in the grips right now, the powers that be. Mm-hmm. Like, like they about to let him know you're not about to run no agenda that that uh we don't want ran. So just like Obama may may have had some ideas, I think Trump. I don't think Trump is going to be able to run every idea, but he is putting together a a Nazi dream, or at least it's like he may be putting together a Nazi dream team cabinet. So. Mm-hmm. so yeah, you know. like I was looking at that online earlier today, and they were saying some of the different people that he might have up there. Do you, uh, do you remember some of those? Uh, like Newt Gingrich. You know, the weird thing is they had they thought that maybe um, somebody that might might be good on his ticket would be um, Bernie Sanders. Oh, wow. But the weird thing uh, is that that was the white supremacist who had put it out there. Well, I know they had like Giuliani, Newt Gingrich, uh, I forgot the guy named that's supposed to be his chief of staff, but he's like a 
super, like, you know, and it's not even questionable. Like, he's mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a known white supremacist. So, um, man, like, the whole... Well, it's, it's, got the whole uh, it says the white supremacist party released proposed Trump cabinet and it's predictable bonkers. Yep. So they got Christy Christie for vice president. I don't know. I guess that's Governor Christie. I guess he's already there. And then Newt Gingrich for secretary of defense and Rand Paul for secretary of treasury and Elon or Ellen Musk. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce that correctly for secretary of transportation and Drake Gowdy for attorney general and Coulter, who actually happens to be a um, uh, for the Secretary of Homeland Security. And then this other woman, Kate Brown, for Labor Secretary, but they claim that she's a bisexual. I don't know why they would want that. But And then, and perhaps the most bizarre was Bernie Sanders for U.S. Trade Representative. Mm-hmm. Then they said, um, also keep a watchful eye out for Sarah Palin, maybe for Chief of Staff. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sarah Palin, another one. But that's you know that's not that's not anything that's written in stone. That's just their particular party trying to uh, get Trump say, hey Trump, come on and and pick these people. You know. Um, well, I think that uh, the uh, the chief of staff it, that was his pick. So uh, you know, that's the guy running the show. So. Um, White supremacy. So it looked like you know he's about to assemble the whole Fox, the whole Fox News crew, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> being the cabinet. That's right. So, well, so black people ain't got nothing to do but unite. If you still talking about, let's see, you know, if, if he assembled that cabinet, even if you thought to give him a chance. Well, one thing's for sure: still, the the clear silver lining is that there's no we we know what we got. You know, it's like. You're not going to be looking at them, not going to be no smiling faces and misunderstandings. You're not going to know exactly what's in your face. That's one, that's number one silver lining, I think. So you know you're dealing with white supremacy. You know you're dealing with racism. You know you're dealing It's in your face, bro. Wouldn't you agree with that? If if you don't know what's in your face, then, you know. you about to find out, huh? Uh, <laughs> maybe you need to uh, put a cone strip under your tongue and see if it turns green. <laughs> Let's ask some of the callers, man. How about that? We got we got Illinois in the house who's been sitting there just waiting so patiently. How you doing, bro? Hey, little sister, how are you? Hey, brother Michael. I appreciate you for calling in to the Conscious Thoughts Thursdays on POET Radio. You know, tonight we talking about. We talking about the silver lining to the Trump cloud that's storming the white or about to storm the White House. What what would you consider as the cloud other than not the cloud but the silver lining to this nasty cloud other than um, in your face racist? I I agree with the brother um, on the video wholeheartedly um, in the fact that you know our people have been lulled to sleep and thinking that we have overcome. Mm-hmm. And even with thinking with uh, Hillary, our people are so vested in Hillary. Mm-hmm. But in that, they forgot that Miss Hillary Clinton, uh, the damage that she has done to our people, mm-hmm. the damage she has done to 
I mean, this lady actually said openly that Margaret Sanger was her hero. Mm-hmm. And this lady was in the Ku Klux Klan who devised a, a Planned Parenthood and with that to exterminate black people from overpopulating white folks. And this was her mentor and her hero. So it was a wake-up call with our people, but it can't just be an emotional thing, whereas we're in the emotion right now. And then we go right back to sleep. Uh, you got to remember, let's look at the numbers as far as the millions of people that sided with Trump. These are the people that you work side by side with. These are the people that employ you, that share the same type of, uh, no matter what this man said, we will. So for the feminists who want to protect her femininity and the purity of a woman, he attacked all of that. But we have over 50 million people who agree with them. So that lets you know how our country was. See, my thing, and I'll get off the subject real quick, the Democrats wasn't mad what Trump was saying. They was mad that he would say it and reveal the massive civility that we were trying to hide. See, so at the end of the day, you exposed us. Why would you expose this to our niggas, how we feel about them? You know, at the end of the day, they shook hands, broke bread. If you study uh, the trends as far as donations, they were going back and forth donating to one another. So they shared the like minds. It's just which devil did you want to serve? Which master did you want to serve? But because people were so vested in Hillary and Trump won, they would be like, no, nah, our white folks ain't going to never play them in place. Okay. White folks tell you how they feel, now what you going to do next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So pay attention. All right, we're going to come to you, South Carolina I remember you were um, sitting on hold We're going to get your first thoughts Thank you very much, Brother Michael, for sharing with us South Carolina, you want to share with us your first thoughts? What's what's fresh on your mind about this um, White House storming the Oh, Trump storming the White House what do you think is the silver lining to that cloud? Or do you see a silver lining? Let me ask you that, bro. Man, I see black clouds. <laughs> um, I mean, man, really, man. I, all I can really do is I'm speechless, really, to be honest, man. I, I sat back and listened to um, listened to him at his convention, mm-hmm. a couple of his speeches and stuff, man. And I'm just sitting there like, Man, ain't no way in the world these people taking this man serious, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it right. really scared me. It really scared me because it showed me how fucked up America is. You're like, what the fuck is y'all people? What the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? I mean, he don't give a damn what come out of his mouth, man. You can't have no leader like that, man. Period, man. That ain't going to work for nobody, man. I just, shit. Well, well, you know, maybe some of our callers will give you some good ideas on the silver lining to the black cloud. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe because, like right now, it sounds like you don't see any. Like you looking at him as an imbecile and how, basically, to use your words, how the fuck they let him in office. The re the reason why I say that is because, like, man, true indeed, people get pissed off, but man, truthfully, man. In America, man, they 
they'll take a slap in the face and they may cry and all that stuff, but in due time, they'll that 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 pain in their cheek will wear off. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll adapt to it. You know what I'm saying? Just be on some fucking shit. It is what it is, and just going about their day. Man, how many times we just sat back on and watched on TV police killing black people? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That, that that little thing in Texas popped off. You know what I'm saying? But after that, it, it goes away. You know what I'm saying? And so I really don't want to say what's going to happen, man. I, I really would just get myself Ada. right, man, and be ready. That's it. Um, hey, the brother bring. Hey, the brother bring up a real good point because hmm. one thing they can do, well, one thing the Trump administration may do when they when uh when they first uh when he first becomes inaugurated is he may do something that Obama hasn't done for black people. And that is probably gonna put he cause Trump said it by the second election, I guarantee ninety percent of the blacks are gonna vote for Trump. So he has so he he probably has something at least symbolically in place that's going to put black people back to sleep. So you got to watch out for that. So don't get put back to sleep just because he do something. If it ain't reparations, I don't give it. If he give us reparations, fuck it, I might vote for his ass. <laughs> but, uh, depending on what the reparations is. Right. But like don't get put back to sleep over no little symbolic bullshit where a little cop get arrested or, you know, get put in jail. Mm. Or, you know, he speak out for us. Or, you know, some little stupid bullshit that Obama didn't do because Obama ain't do shit. But yeah. call us thugs, you know, when our, when our youth was fighting back. So, but see, that's, that's exactly that's, how I see Trump as a white gangster. You know, he just, you know, he's definitely a thug. Say whatever he want to say, do whatever he want to do. He's in complete opposition of the status quo, you know, like he's definitely within the status quo as far as this white racist supremacist, you know, land that we live in, but he's going about it in that raw, uncut, like I do what I want to do type of attitude. I I really look at, it's been times when I looked at this as a, as a, as a, like a, a shock test, you know what I'm saying, like to see, how 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 willing America is to lay down, to bow down, you know what I'm saying? Like if they it, let's just say they was trying to make the US an imperial state, you know what I'm saying? This is a good test to see how ready America is for how America will react to it. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. We always being tested, man, and shit it, 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 I don't know man. I I don't know man. I, I'm fucking I'm baffled man. I don't know. Okay, well, so, brother, let's go. So they put this. Huh? What's so that? So, so exactly. So they already they already assembling the Nazi dream team, and yeah. you know, I mean, just to have just to have Trump in there, period, is just uh, you know, after having Obama, it's like, man, let's get this let's get this damn monkey out of office. <laughs> let's make the White House and America white again, and we're not about to have this. This uh, this feminist uh, that was in Obama's cabinet, yeah. or this this you know feminist dyke type uh, chick uh, Hillary Clinton yeah. in office, mm-hmm. and, and Hillary is a straight bum, as we mm-hmm. all know. 
Mm-hmm. So they didn't want nothing like that. You know, they wanted a straight white man. They wanted a, a white male who who took care, who um represented their philosophies and, and their opinions. This was a slap. This was a slap to everybody's face. This was this was a a whitewashing pretty much. This is what this this is what this was. This was you know like they said a silent that silent majority coming out showing you their strength. Hmm. Y'all did, y'all that, that, map, that map was red in a motherfucker. Yeah, so it was. What's the state, son, son? Y'all ain't heard about um, the little thing he had going, the little anti-Semitic thing he had going on on Twitter. Um, basically, um, talking down on Jews. Had um, had a had a Klansman doing summer. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was sometime during the summer, but it was a it was a whole lot of exposure toward the Klan with him, man. It's, I just man, I really can't believe. I lost money actually that day. He got he got elected, man. I was just like, man, I know this man ain't gonna be the president. When I seen he won Ohio State, I said, damn, it's over with, boy. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah. Is it, um, is it you? The things, the the stuff that you guys are bringing up right now, it reminds me of this Huffington Post, and uh, you know, we got probably some listeners who are like Huff Post, whatever. But I just think that this particular commentary is pretty interesting. There's um all kinds of commentaries out there about the type of voter, the type of person who would even vote for Trump in the first place. And they break it down in very simple terms. It's like three different types of voters. They call them the apprentices, which is basically anybody who saw him as a celebrity. They like him. They want him. And they put him in just because they've seen his face on TV. And then there's the the people who work the coal mines, canaries in the coal mine, they call them, the kind of people who are just really upset that the Clintons allowed all of our jobs to be moved offshore. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to get jobs back. And then the third is the enraged, like the people who are so upset about all, about the fact that we're not a strict, straight, wasp-type nation, white, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant. So Protestant being just straight-up um, Christian, white, the true what they call Aryan white or whatever, and you know a straight Anglo-Saxon, but but also like a non-homosexual. So any of these others that have been you know allowed air quotes or have been in this country or come to this country, then they just don't even want them here. They want it to be an all-white country, and so allowing um, people from other races, people from other countries. Pe- um, people with other sexual orientations, you know, people of other races, just any of that stuff, anything that's different from the WASP-type folk. So those folk are really enraged. And anyway, he spoke to all three people at the same time. And so that's the the three different groups that they have commented that have voted for him mostly. And that's kind of some of the things that I'm hearing you all bring out as you speak. Yeah, yeah, and number three being the most prevalent. Well, and they, the one, and they talk about the danger levels, like what we need to be, you know, concerned about with dealing with them. But that's, that's clearly the we issue. already know being a black conscious group of people. That's the issue that that third, even if, even because I really have no fear of this Trump administration. I don't think he's going to do anything that no other president or just the, the Obama presidency. Uh, didn't do. Maybe it'll be, maybe it will be uh, 
a few more police shootings. Um, maybe, maybe a lot, maybe even a lot more, but it's nothing that we haven't come across. But the, the biggest issue is that third group, that number three group, because if black people aren't on their game, that's what you're going to have to confront. And these are cowards, man. These are, these are hyenas. They attack. If you've been noticing, like, some of the attacks, or most, in the most, for the most part, the attacks for the, for the white supremacists. All these attack, they're attacking out. They're attacking women and uh, like sick elderly people and children. So you got to watch out for that demographic. So if you're not, if you didn't know, you know it was it was an issue. You, I mean, you'll see some. You you will get confronted. You know during these during this time, but probably you know at least once by one of those uh, white supremacists. Okay. Well, we got some other people on the board. South Carolina, any last things you want to say before we move on? I want you to hold on so we can come back uh, to you for final thoughts. Okay, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. We got some other Chicago callers in the house. I'm sure lots of people want to talk about this silver lining. What say you, Chicago? You got any um, thoughts that you would like to share with us regarding the silver lining to the storm and Trump cloud? They might just have their phone on mute. You are welcome to speak at this time. We have unmuted your phone. You are currently on the POET radio with Conscious Thoughts Thursdays, Benita Offset in Maine. I'm going to come back to you, sister, brother, give you a chance. Your phone has just been unmuted. You are free to speak. Anything you would like to say? Uh, are you speaking to me? or? Yes, I am speaking um, to you. Uh, you know, I tuned in late, so I, I didn't catch it from the beginning. But I'm I'm standing on that uh, that the Lord is still in control and um, that he's going to be glorified through this clown that has made it to the, to the White House. So you're feeling as if, sister, that... Um our creator, God, the Lord, is going to see us through this mess. Like there. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, do you have any, so you don't have any concerns because your faith is strong. That's what you're saying, sis? That's what I'm saying. Okay. So that's your silver clown, and it, does, it doesn't matter anyway because we will be protected. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, Maine, you got any questions for the sister? Sis, I'm going to come back to you, okay, while you're listening to mm-hmm. the other people. We're going to well, go she, back. She brought up, well, she oh. brought up um, something that I want to touch on. Okay. Um, that it wasn't on the brothers' list, but uh, this is one of the, the reasons I think that uh, there's a silver lining within this storm. Um, America is already falling. It's, you know, the, the veil of America's bullshit is falling. I mean... As you know, being a you know somebody who considers themselves conscious and around conscious people, we breaking down bullshit every day. Like you know, it, it's just crumbling. Like the the system and and the and the foundation, you know, the white supremacist systems is are falling down. So they needed somebody like Trump to come into office to really put the the iron fist down. Like you know, because the the facade of them, you know. Playing like it's not really happening. That's done. 
everybody knows it's done. So now they're so now they're coming out with their true face, the true colors, what they what they really been trying to hide in the first place. So black people are really good when they know open open white supremacy is is there. And now we got open white supremacy. So um, really, uh, this is going to help this facade fall even further and faster. So this is going to accelerate. You know, just uh, the crumble of this bullshit and the system, you know, this system itself. So, so our you know, spiritual forces will cause the the system to fall apart. Just everybody, yeah, the spiritual forces, everybody fighting um, their own battle because, mm-hmm. you know, is you know, every like I said, everybody can see through this bullshit. Okay. That's why, you know, they, that's why they're coming in with the book right now that, you know, basically represents. We coming with a boot. Okay. All right. You just, you you floored me, man, because I wasn't even thinking about that. You know, I I, I didn't. Definitely, I I see the BS, you know what I'm saying? But I guess you gave me a different perspective. I need to reflect on that a little bit. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, uh, these white supremacists are, you know, been, been, Falling apart, uh, pan- they, this is panic mode. Like, oh. look at you know, they've been in panic mode before, you know, before this. So now they got, you know, that that other side of white supremacy, that 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 steel toe boot side, have been waiting in the wings. Cause hold is, on, bro. I think I understand what you're saying. So it's like, it's like what you're saying is. Hold on, you little neat nigga boy. You've been smiling too much. What you smiling for? What you so happy for? You've given these crumbs, and now you made food with it, and you've done this, and you've done that, right? And then all of a sudden, they have to start getting more and more violent because it doesn't bother us. Like, I remember I had read something about um, natives here, you know, like the Native American population and how they were very difficult people to control because their spirituality was so in tune. And they and so they ended up choosing black folks to be um, the slaves instead of, you know, they, they had Native slaves, but then they let them go and then they ended up keeping black slaves more and more and more often because they were... Um, easier to control. I, I don't know how true this thing is, and I'm sorry, I can't even reference it for you, bro. I, yeah, they, they, yeah the, the Indians, the Indians choo, chose to die rather than be a slave. So okay. yeah, they they. And we, I'm sure we had some people who did the same thing too, but I think they learned their lesson for that by the time they brought us around and they stripped us of our own religion and they made sure to separate us, like we weren't able to stick within our own tribe. Oh, they kept stripping us of our family and of our own religion. Oh. Uh, yeah, the white, the white, the white supremacists, you know, the, the real white supremacists. They they've been seeing this as, you know, they really believe this is their country. This is a country for white people, made by whites, and you know, period, mm-hmm. point blank. There's nothing else to it. So when they see this black. There's a black dude in the office for eight years, and you know all these uppity uppity blacks. I mean, they they just do like a uh, they just do like a wild party in the uh, in the White House the other day with all black people. David Chappelle brought that up. <laughs> and I saw some, I saw some of the clips, and it looked like it was a live party. I was like, man, it looked like it's cracking. Like in the White House, 
Man, they don't want that, man. Like, man, get out of here with that shit. We're going to move on to some other callers. Thank you so much, sis, for calling in. We're going to come back to you. Hold on, okay? So what what say you, um, Chicago, I think you out there. Are you calling? For I'm me? out here. Hey. How's how everybody doing this evening? Hey. I'm good. That's Doc. How you doing, Doc? I'm good, Benita. How you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much for calling in. You know, this is the Conscious Thoughts. And um, you know me and my other life, so I don't know. This might be kind of hard on you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's right up my alley. <laughs> all, right. all right, Doc. I appreciate you for calling in. Um, okay. Currently listening my... to POET Radio Conscious Thoughts Thursdays with Benita and Maine, and we are talking about what's the silver lining to this Trump cloud. What say you? Okay. I say this one silver lining is that. This is going to bring all of the peoples together, especially us black folk. Mm -hmm. We've been in this position before, and as people have been saying earlier, all this negativity that we're facing, Mm -hmm. where it's open season on the black male, open season on colored folks, going back to that word, Mm -hmm. they have tried to flip the script and go back to the 50s with the past laws and and Jim Crow and all that stuff. So do you Take think we're going to have a return of the 60s? Like we about to bring the Black Panther Party back and um, Not quite, but okay. we're going to get a little militant. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Okay. It's going to get worse. But this is going to unify us. We're going to be a force to reckon with come four years from now, so come two years from now. Mm-hmm. We got it. We got to get these young folks to vote. What what this election showed is our people are apathetic. They did not vote. The young folks did not vote. The the white females got hoodwinked by this con man. All these folks sit up there and listen to this knucklehead. Mm-hmm. They were just duped, <laughs> like Malcolm X, run them up led astray, that kind of okay. stuff. And yeah. then, as we've been saying, the true colors came out. Now, see, the and thing it, is, bro, I think that the, um, I really feel like some people just didn't vote because not, you know, we, we had evil and evil expounded, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. one of the things that I played at the beginning of the show before you were able to get on is that we had, um, you know, to Tariq Nasheed, he was playing this little thing that, you know, I, I had played it for him and uh, Maine said that it didn't go through and maybe I should play it again. But what basically what he was saying was that Clinton wasn't all that good anyway, you know. She was actually a bad person. So <laughs> Yeah, she was the lesser of two evils, as you said. Yeah, but she really evil, you know, like one of the things that Tariq was saying was that she is um, actually worse for us in some ways. So mm. and I, so I think what happened was, um, like you were saying, the young folks refused to vote or there's, there's some people who, and, and then the, and some of the white women, she lost a lot of votes. There were some of these people who went out, I heard one commentator say there were people who had come out to vote for Obama who didn't even bother coming out to vote for her. They either gave their Trump to, they gave their vote to Trump, the Green Party, or, or just didn't even vote at all. So. Yeah, any any non-vote was a Trump vote. 
any vote for the Green Party was a Trump vote. Mm-hmm. And then all the Bernie folks who decided not to vote or write in Bernie, those were Trump votes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm just saying that we're going to get unified. Okay. In order to get our word across, get our voice across, we have to get unified. Okay. And that's the silver line. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you calling in to share that with us. We will definitely be more unified than we were before. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So let's see who we got next. Let's go, brother. If it's okay, I'm gonna move on and um play a little clip from Tariq Nasi. Very bad face right now. And we gonna move over just a little bit. Okay. Thanks a lot, bro. Yeah. Hold on, we'll come back to you. Demand actual policy changes. Yeah. Because a lot of black folks, man, we've been taught to think like slaves. And all we need is Hillary Clinton to come down and give us some attention every four years. Um, and that's that's something that came out before the election even even came out. He was suggesting yeah, that um, leverage. Go ahead, bro. I don't know if uh, everybody else couldn't hear you, but I but uh, in the middle of the clip it went totally out. I don't know if you hit mute or something, but I couldn't hear you. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think it's right there. I'll play it again. Or a white supremacist Donald Trump is going to get in office. Now we got to vote out of fear. But Hillary Clinton is really no different than Donald Trump. It's just a slower death with Hillary Clinton, because Hillary Clinton and the Clintons, those laws that they've had with those, the criminal laws in the 90s, that has put a lot of black people in jail. So she's really no different from Trump. So black people, we've got to leverage our vote. The most strategic thing we can do in this election is not vote at all, because they still have that benign neglect policy for black people. Okay, you hear that now? We heard it this yeah, we time. <laughs> Hallelujah. I appreciate that. I'm glad y'all were able to hear it finally. But you understand my point, though, Doc, right? Is um, yeah. And I think that I don't think that I was the only one who heard that. We have plenty of people out there that was just like, you know, she, and then like one of our callers had just count, called in early, earlier today, Brother Michael. He was saying that, um, and I and I shared this video too, where she glorified Margaret Sanger, and Margaret Sanger was the white woman who was part of the whole eugenics movement to just literally get rid of black people altogether, like mm. killing our babies, killing our women, encouraging our women to have abortions, to decrease our numbers, and to just you know seriously genocide. 
So mm-hmm. I think that, and, and she never, and with all the information that's out here, she knows what kind of woman she is. And in 2009, she was basically, you know, singing her praises. So that's the same. Yes, absolutely, definitely the same. And so, you know, it's, and then I, I had also read some things about how she raised money for Haiti, but never actually gave it to the Haitians. She kept all of the money. And um, and then also it's policing the whole Haitian government or, or the Haitian people in order for them to open up any businesses or use the money to support any of their needs. They have to come through her committee or something like that. Like she's not just giving the money back to the people. She's holding on to it, confiscating it, her and her family, their whole foundation. So I, I, it's like upfront racist, you know, or racist smiling in your face, but uh, yeah, I, that's I some kind of plantation kind of talk, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. At this day and age, it's like which, which one is worse? But we definitely, huh. I think one of the things I also heard you say, Doc, is that we've definitely uh, kind of gone back to the fifties. If that was you or maybe somebody else, and I had yeah, a, that was me. Um, yeah, and then uh, Mal- Malcolm X, he was saying the same thing. He was like, um, "This is back when you know." Uh, there was a, I think it was Truman or somebody became president, and he was just like, I, I'm not upset about it at all. Our people are going to unify, and that's like another little clip that I could play. But I would like to go to one of the other calls, if that's okay with you, Doc. Oh, that's fine. Okay, cool. We're going to come to you now, Chicago. What say you? You are on POET Radio, Conscious Thoughts Thursdays. What do you say about this issue? If you um, hear the sound that says you're unmuted, that means that is your opportunity to speak. Oh, hello. Hey. Uh, Uh This is Brian. Hey, Brian. How are you? How are you doing? I'm all Uh, right. Technically, well, honestly, I don't believe it's a a terrible thing at all. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we was thinking it might not be so bad. And we was wondering what the people want to say. Well, what you say? I say uh, it's the wake-up call that our community needed. Okay. You know, we've been walking around in this euphoric state pretending that we are living in a post-racial society, and that's just not the truth. And when you see people come out and support a misogynistic racist like this dude, you you have to understand that you're in the, you behind enemy lines. You're in the midst of a war. And either you circle the wagons like the Indians used to do in the cowboy movies back in the day mm-hmm. and, and get ready to fight or you perish. And let's be honest, you know, outside of, you know, it's the, you know we, we, we have stronger numbers, so we won't be getting, you know, we don't have to worry about walking down the street getting lynched and things of that nature. But would it really be a terrible thing to go back to the 50s and the 60s in regards to just the black community, because at that point we were a, a, a more close-knit community. We had our own businesses. People are, uh, were educating themselves at a higher rate. So if we took the 50s mentality and the 50s unity and applied it to the technology that's available to us in the 2K, we may become the strongest nation in the United States of America. Hmm. So going back to the 50s may not be a, a, a terrible situation. I mean, 
I could just look at my family. I'm only the second generation in my family that's in Chicago that work for people. And I'm talking about both sides of my family, my dad's family and my uh, mom's family. Mm-hmm. My grand, my great-grandfather, Theodore Whitmore, put eight daughters and one son through college, as well as all of it, most of his grandkids through college, paying for out on his own dime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, my my grandparents, my dad's parents uh, were landowners. So imagine if some of us became landowners and became farmers. At that point, we won't have to deal with the pesticides that are in our food presently. And you'll be employing people. That's how you. That's how you build a nation. You know, all this vote. I mean, uh, let's be honest. In two thousand, in nineteen sixty, we had one hundred and nine elected uh, uh, black officials. Now we got over ten thousand, and we're regressing. So, is vote really helping us? Hmm. Is the president really going to do anything for us? If there are forty five people that sit in that seat, how many of them have done anything? How many of How many of them? Have done anything to, to directly affect people that look like us? None. Mm-hmm. You, you may sign a civil rights act and things of that nature, but that's just to pacify people. Okay, well you got you have this. I mean, I mean, th- what I'm about to say may not be a popular view, but look at some of the things that we were arguing about in the '60s. You're gonna allow me to, you know, I'm gonna force you to accept my money for food, and then you spit it, and then I go eat it. How about we just go to our own restaurant? Right. How about we, how we, how about we patronize our own tailors? How about we go to our own nail salons? How about we do, you know, if, if you just regress to the 50s mentality and unity-wise, like I said, we, we will become a superpower inside of a superpower because we're trendsetters, we're the greatest spenders, we can even change, like people always say, let's boycott this and let's boycott that. One thing we should do, again, this is not going to sound like a popular POP, but one thing we should do is take a page out of what people, the people who are known as terrorists do. Stop organizing verbally and just do. Like people who call in your show tonight, you put the word out to call your show, listen to your show, and now we're listening. We don't we don't have to organize a group to listen to your show. We just listen. We just patronize. Use Facebook as something to say, hey, this is a great place to uh voice your opinion. Call in, participate. Not we are gonna be the X, Y, and Z group that participates in this <laughs> because when you form all these groups, you allow yourself to be infiltrated. Then when you're mm-hmm. infiltrated, your movement can be potentially destroyed. Mm-hmm. Have individual sales to move in one direction, and then you'll be successful in that way. Because even if, I mean, I read this book back in 1991, and it said in the book, to paraphrase, the enemy will put his plan in movies and television, and it's up to you to disseminate what's real and what isn't. The reason I brought that up is if you look at the movie The Siege, it was they had these people they were calling these Muslims, they were calling terrorist cells inside of America. They all were moving in the same direction, but none of them had any contact with each other. So just imagine if every day on Facebook, instead of posting the next gang violence video or the next group of people acting a fool for the beans, greens, potatoes, tomato, which is hella funny, don't get me wrong, I love it. 
But instead of just always sharing that, let's just post. This is what's going on Thursdays. This is what's going on Wednesdays. This is what's going on Tuesdays. And if we can get small groups of our people to just participate and that at that point we move where we are not, we are organized to do the same thing, but we don't have a leader, so that way no one could be compromised. There is no, there's just a focus instead of a focus group. Because, again, when you have a group, you have the potential to be compromised because it's always going to be somebody that, that say here, hey, I got this S up out of my chest. I got to show people. I got to open up my. I got to open up my Oxford and show people I got this S. But if there's no leader, no need to show the S. Just do what you're supposed to do. Right. That's At like that a point, whole everybody's a call. show idea right there. Just do it. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, just, just do, do it. it. You know, just imagine if we could get 500 people to move into like the western suburbs, Maywood, Bellwood. And those 500 people only shopped at one store. Those 500 people only got their hair cut by this barber. Those 500 people only uh, uh, ate at this restaurant. Mm-hmm. You will sustain a community with just 500 people. And if you did that in Maywood, if you did that in Bellwood, if you did that in Harvey, if you did that in, 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 in Cal City, it, at that point, you just you just have a group of people doing because it, like doing you what's said, right. if we go back to the fifties and sixties, that's the way it was back then. Exactly. You know, we when we were segregated, and even Martin himself, he said, "I feel like I'm sending my people into a burning building," and we sure did. We've been on exactly. fire ever since, and it's time to come out the building. Exactly. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said he didn't want to do segregation. He wanted to do. Uh, what's the word he used? He uh, 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 right. mm-hmm. Yes, yes, separation. I'm moving. You, I don't want you to set. You don't, you know, because if you set, if we're segregated, somebody has power. If we do separate, if we do separatism, we're leaving through our own will, and you're gonna chase me, and you're gonna chase my dollar, and then you don't have to worry about people being discriminated against because uh, uh, you're in this group. Because, no, nah, we're not going to hire you because you're one of them. No, I just live there, man. You know, you, you don't want me here anyway, so that's why I moved to. Mm-hmm. The rent cheap there, you know. But it seems that we must get on TV and do all this lip professing. We're going we gonna to get some right. And yeah, you'll get some lefts too. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a situation to where I stop all this talking and start doing well, you you made some very good points, brother. And I'd like to um, get an opportunity to go through the. Uh, we got two more callers who haven't been able to say anything yet. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to go on to the next caller. I'm good. Okay, thank you so much, Brian, for calling in. You got to call in again. Hold on. Okay. All right, I'll be listening. Okay, caller. Let me hear what you got to say. You've been listening very and waiting very patiently. How are you doing, Benita? Hey, how are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I just logged in, and um, I'm, uh, what's the, I, you know, I haven't heard everything, uh, so I just got on. What's the uh, topic? Okay, so we were talking about the fact that Donald Trump has become president, and some of our people are really upset about it, crying, scared, and this discussion has been about 
the fact that there's got to be a silver lining to this cloud, and is it really all of that bad? And a lot of our callers have said different things. Like we had one caller who said, hey, you know, um, my faith is going to get me through. And then another caller said, "Um, I'm not upset at all because I feel like it's going to help to unify us. And then another caller said, I think it's going to take us back to the 50s and 60s. And with the 50s, 60s mentality and unity and the current um, technology, hey, we this might be a good thing for us. So we, you know, those are just some of the comments that have gone on. And um, basically the question is, does Trump scare you or are you thinking something else? He doesn't scare me. Um, I, I feel like um, that um, he is, it's not going to change anything. It's been the same way. I mean, we need to, as black people, need to wake up. I think I think uh, we are in denial, or uh, uh, like uh, been put to sleep, thinking that Barack Obama did so much for us. He did something for everybody else when he was in, and and didn't do nothing for black folks. Everybody else got something but black folks. And Donald Trump ain't gonna do nothing. Ain't gonna do anything different than what Barack Obama did. He's just gonna do something for white folks and 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 for other people, but he's not gonna do anything for black black people. So there's no reason for us to be scared. We're in the same situation. Matter of fact, we've been in the same situation for for decades, and so we you, survived. So you think it's going to be the it. exact same thing, bro? You don't think it's going to be the same thing whatsoever? It's more going to be the same old status quo. Okay. It's the same old same old. It, it you know maybe this would would would, would help us wake up. I mean, like I mean, I mean, like Farrakhan said, we need a last. As black people, we need a lashing in order for us to understand that that what these people are doing and have been doing for years. They've been doing the same stuff for, to us for years, and we still haven't woke up and 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 and, and smelled the coffee uh, of what's been going on uh, to us uh, and uh, by these people that don't care nothing about us. It's been going on for for decades, and we and we still haven't woke up. We still think we we can march, and and, and they're gonna change the laws and give us rights and stuff like that. They're not gonna change. What's the, the problem? People. What's the problem, bro? Why is it so hard for our people to recognize that? Why why is it so hard for them to see these things that you're saying? I totally agree with you, but I'm just wondering, like. What can we do to get our people to understand that? I mean, we struggle with the same things over and over and over again. I've been doing this show like almost every other Thursday for months now, and we keep coming up with the same solutions. Believe me, I am just as frustrated as you are, bro. But what what's the answer? How can we get our people to see it, or are we even supposed to get all of our people to see it? Well, we're not going to get everybody to see it. That's number one. We're not. I don't think we're going to get everybody. Like I know in the Bible where it says when uh, the uh, Israelites, God told the, the Israelites, uh, we're going to kill off your parents or we're going to let your parents die off and then I'm going to take your children because the parents were going astray. They wasn't listening to what he was saying. There are people in our in our race, in, 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 the, in the black race, that need to go because they're, they're detrimental to, to, the, uh, to the race, to the black race. Then they're they in love with white folks that they don't want to leave. They don't want to come out of what, what's, what's going on. They don't want to uh, come out of Christmas and, and Thanksgiving and stuff that's not any good for them. They're going to spend thousands of dollars on Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter and all these wicked holidays, and they, and they indulge and spend their money, go broke. 
spend their mortgage money on this type of stuff, and uh, and we in the condition that we in. We got over a billion dollars, well, more than a billion dollars in the economy. We could take that money as a as a uh, as a race and do something positive with that money. Buy land, uh, 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 buy buy soap, have our own soap, and 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 sell our own soap. I'm just using this for an example, but okay. there's things that we can do to come out of this here. One thing we need to do, like I just said, is, is come out of this wicked system that we're in. We're we running around here. We're we doing everything that they do. Everything that they say that's wrong, they, they say it's right. Homosexuality and everything else are uh, yeah, uh, uh, right with it. We're doing right. everything that they say that's right. I mean, they say that's, everything that we know that's wrong, they say it's right. And we're following them. And we know as African people this stuff is wrong. Uh, Umar Johnson said, and I remember him saying this very clear. He said, you know, there's passive racism and, and there's active racism. These people have been active. And we got some black people that are passive racists. Like, you know, they, they, they know this stuff is going on, but they still follow these people. Mm-hmm. I had a talk with a gentleman uh, yesterday. He's, he's an older guy. He tells me he, he's comfortable with what he, where he's at and what he's doing. And, and you know what? Umar Johnson said this in one of his talks. And I'm quoting him. He said, you know, there are some people, uh, the people that are most comfortable are going to be the most, are going to be the hardest to change. Mm-hmm. And that's very true. And the ones that are in the worst conditions are going to be the ones uh, 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 to change for the good. And that's mm-hmm. us. That's the bourgeois Negroes. Mm-hmm. We need to get rid of some of these people. We need to come out of the system that we're in. And people want to say, oh, it's okay for, for our women to be the way they are. No, it's not. It's okay for us to drink liquor and have liquor stores. No, it's not. It's okay for us to be fools out here and, and, and just do this buffoonery stuff. We are killing ourselves, but every cause there's an effect. They started doing it to us, and after all them years of, of, of uh, um, the, um, what is that, um, the Willie Lynch law, mm-hmm. when they put that into effect, we do, we're doing it to ourselves. We have to wake up, and we have to see that they, they did this to us. Right. So maybe and when they see that they did this, right? That might be a really good. That's 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 going to be a silver lining to this cloud if our people stop assimilating. You know, you should have called in when we did our show on coon eradication. Absolutely. So, you know? We gotta come. We gotta come out of this, Bonita. We gotta. We gotta come out of it. If we don't come out of this stuff and stop this foolishness that we own, the nonsense that we're talking about on the radio, the stuff that we're doing on TV, and, and we're making a fool out of ourselves. These white folks look at us, and they're shaking their head and saying, you know what, that's a terrible condition that they're in, but, you know, it's entertaining, and, and it's good for ratings, and, and let them do it for themselves. The Jewish people, they don't they don't let their kids watch this crap on TV. You know, the, the Jewish a, people uh... don't. It's a lot of, you know, you reminded me of another one of our callers who calls in more, um, he's called in before, and every single time he calls in, he always has the same the same solution, and that is media blackout. He says, stop doing that. Stop, he said, Do, stop showing these videos of our people getting killed by police, our people getting beat up by police, our people, this, this is us, this is our people, and and they making money off of our people. They're mockeries off of our people. Stop doing that. Yeah, they, or they're sucking they, and they, diving they, they, and all the other stuff. And I completely they're doing, they're doing all that, and it needs to be a blackout of Black people. Stop celebrating Christmas. 
is wicked. This is this has nothing to do with Jesus. It has nothing to do with you. Stop celebrating this this wicked holiday. Stop telling your kids that that Christmas is for Jesus and this is Santa Claus and all this other crap. That's 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 buffoonery. That's part of what I'm talking about. You we celebrating we celebrating Thanksgiving. Uh, we celebrate uh, uh, the killing of millions of, of of Native Americans. The the the, the, the one is natural Africans. Son. Bro, my son is 10 years old. I sent him to an Afrocentric school. He said, is it takesgiving? Like, take. He That's what his, that's what they taught him. That's what it is called at his school. Not thanksgiving. Takesgiving. They taking the land from our people. They taking it. Takesgiving. And mm-hmm. he's 10. So he's saying this to me. He's like, Mom, are you going, you, you going to do this or that for takesgiving? <laughs> I hear you, bro. And we you know so what? passionate, and and we 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 gotta go. We moving along, and and um and I just want to say, unfortunately, to my people, um, I have uh we it, man, we need we need to do this show again, probably or something else, because we got another person who's called in, and we at the end of our hour. So before I move on, bro, any last thoughts? Anything? Anything else you want to say? Last thoughts? Yeah, well, I. I I want to say thank you for, first of all, uh, letting me know to uh, call into the radio show. I, I really en- enjoyed it. And I will call in again. Okay. Um, and and it, was, it was nice talking to you. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I, I'm, I've been sad as far as, like, looking at what I've been looking at. Donald Trump is, is a nonprofit. He's going to continue to do what the white folks have been doing. We just need to change. We need to change. And we need to wake up and we need to start teaching our children because if we teach our children, they'll come up with a different attitude than what the kids are today. And if we start doing that, maybe in another 10, 15 years, our kids will have a different perspective on life and the way things are and the way things have been. And uh, maybe they'll, it'll, it'll be better then or later on down the road. But the, the thing I want to leave with everybody is teach your children who you are, where we came from, and what we did. And what they did, because the Jews say never, never again. And you know what? If we teach our kids never, ever again, because if we don't teach them that, the past can uh, come back, and, and and they could do the same thing. You see these white folks, they got, they got a lot of balls now. They, they, they real, they bring that racism out to the forefront now. We have to be smarter. That's, that's pretty much it. And we have to do things. We have to be strategic in about, about what we do. And we just have to be, uh, be better on teaching our kids our history. And we have to start young. Yeah. Can you imagine if all of the schools was teaching what my son's school is teaching? Hmm. Might end racism. If white people could learn at the same time that black people are learning what my son is learning, people need to yeah. think about that. If you can afford it. And the cool thing about my son's school is if you play in regular daycare, you can afford this. Because when I when I switched, it was the same thing that I was paying for daycare. But anyway, I digress. Thank you so much, brother, for calling in. I'm gonna move on with your permission. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're All welcome. Right. Peace. All right, we got one last caller who hasn't had an opportunity to say anything. So even though it is at the conclusion of our show, we are gracious hosts, and we want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air with Benita Osset in Maine. It's P-O-E-T Radio, and your phone has been unmuted, so you are free to speak. 
Unless you're just listening, that's okay. You can just say you're listening. Well, I think that, oh. uh, hello? Yeah, okay, I can hear you for a second. I, I'm, well, actually, I was listening to the show. I got in towards the the end. I guess you were just getting ready to end the show. Mm. So, I, yeah, so I, 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 I literally just talked to you maybe like two minutes ago, so I was listening to the comments that the brother just made. What's your name? What's my name? My name, my name is Sean. Hey, Sean. This is Sean I know. I don't I know. know. Do I know you, Sean? Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it depends on who you this is Benita. Like, Sean is a very common. This is who? This is Benita. Oh, this is so now you going. Right. So now you. So now you going in through your head, thinking of all the Benitas on Earth that you've ever met. And <laughs> well, I, I, I know you. I know you. I know you. You know what? I didn't know it was you. Okay, so you know what? I supported your show, right? I'm calling yeah, in. Yeah, hallelujah. Let me ask you this one quick question. Sure. All right. You know how Trump got in office, right? Right, and some people are kind of upset about it. How do you feel about it? Does it upset you? Scare you? Um, are you happy about it? What What are your feelings? I actually have, you know, it's it's an interesting question. I actually have no feelings about it one way or another because I I honestly feel like that um, we when I say we I mean just you know like us black people collectively, mm-hmm. I think we we do too much buy-in. And what I mean by that is, is at the end of the day, whether it's Trump, whether it's Hillary or whatever, they're just basically the same the same person on, on different sides of the coin, basically. And, you know, you got Hillary with everything that was done in the 90s with the super predator thing and the private stocks and prisons. And Trump is just, Trump is the dog that barks and, and and does all the, you know, just in-your-face type of thing. And Hillary is the dog that silently just walks around and she bites you just the same. So um, at the end of the day, I think ultimately it's really on us to just pull our resources. You see Asian communities never vote. But look, at you can't go to an Asian community throughout the country and not find them thriving. They don't buy in. Right. And, and by, right. Them, by, yeah, by them not buying in, they completely buy into each other. They don't care about the dominant culture. And and that's – this only – Trump only affects you if you buy into what this what – this, what the dominant culture is about. If, if, you, if you believe in pulling your resources together and build communities and touch things at the local and grassroots level, none of the national things would even affect you. You know what? I don't know how real this is, but I wholeheartedly um... – believe it to be true anyway because it was on a tv show i think maybe um some some like regular syndicated fun tv show but maybe it was based on some level of the truth or whatever um but anyway the people had to come to the chinatown community before they could put anything through and these were elected officials I think mm-hmm. it was um so they're they're elected officials and they wanted to do something simple like um use a particular area in Chinatown or you or oh no, this is what it was. There was a, a member of the Chinatown community, like some Chinese person or something like that who was hiding out. He was uh, a little gangster of sorts or whatever and he was supposed to be coming to court and they were trying to find him or 
or all this stuff, right? And so then the elected officials had to go to the elected official of the Chinatown community, and they had a whole powwow. And basically the China person said, no, we're not releasing him to you. And the only way we are is if you do X, Y, and Z and X, Y, and Z. I can't remember that. I think the TV show was um, on HBO, you know, the really good one that lasted for about eight years and it had Barksdale in it. What's the name of that show? I, I forget the name of it, but I know the point that you're making. And yeah. I, I, think it's a great, I think it's a great point. Because and, and like you said, oh, they don't vote, right? But they still have all no, this power. Exactly. And you know why? Because if you go throughout the, the community. The like, name of the show is The Wire. I got my technical team on, on point right here. Ah. Okay. Well, you know, if you if you really go and look at the registered voters throughout the country on a national level, mm-hmm. literally the, the people that vote the least, if any, would be the Asians. And at the end of the day, you can't go into an Asian community. Like I said earlier, you can't go into an Asian community throughout the country that's not thriving. And at the end of the day, they like you can't go. I, you or I, we can't go into Chinatown and set up a store and think that it's going to thrive because they're not going to allow us to come and suck the finances and the economy out of their community. Mm-hmm. They're not going to let you do that. Mm-hmm. We can't go. They they sell all of the things that we buy, all this bootleg stuff, hair, everything, mm-hmm. but, but if we let them come into our communities and do that, but we can't go into theirs and do the very same thing. So, I, to me, I don't fault the Asian. I think the Asian is smart. I, I think mm-hmm. what we should what, what we should do is literally study other cultures because if we did that, we would understand that when you look at the Jewish communities, they don't play that game. They pull they pull resources amongst Jews and collectively they have power. And you know what they do? They don't care about politicians. They buy them. And so the only way that you can buy them is pool your resources. And, and over a trillion dollars annually come through the black community every single year, but about 99% of it leaves that community. But if you kept those dollars in that community, you can buy politicians off. And when I say buy them off, I don't mean negatively like it's some mob type of thing. I'm talking about literally you, you don't have to worry about police brutality when you have politicians in your pocket because you can force the law in your favor. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing that for a broken that That's a powernomics fundamental, too, right there. Claude Anderson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you haven't read the book? Uh-uh, no, I've, I've never read that book. Oh, my goodness. You need to um, Google Claude Anderson because you, like, it's almost as if you're his child. You were saying exactly what he said. Oh, okay. wow, that's, that's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Thank you so much, I, bro. Oh, no problem. It's like I, I don't take credit for any of that. I'm just – I read a lot. I just have have not you know, necessarily read that book. But when you go back, most of these people that write like him and a lot of the, the leaders before him, they they kind of almost share philosophies and, and, and theories and ideologies. I mean, so it's like yeah. basically we, we all eventually come together and say the same thing. It's just the execution that's, that's just poor. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, bro, so much for calling in. Um, I'm interested in closing out the show. I have a couple clips that I would like for you all to hear, um, traveling back into the past and into the current present, discussing okay. and also including um, 
the future as we are plotting and planning, well, maybe I shouldn't use the word plotting. Plotting was always a word that my mother used when she was trying to say that we were doing something we had no business doing. So I'm going to play a couple clips real quick, and then we're going to give the last thoughts between um, Brother Maine and I. So going back to the past, we got our Brother Malcolm. Did you vote? You out there buying Walmart gifts for Christmas. Did you vote? You out there buying pig's feet for Thanksgiving dinner. You think the vote was the most important thing you could have done? Do you not understand money controls politics? Money controls politics. Politics don't control money. Money controls politics. So you don't want to use your money to control your politics. You want to use your money for fancy cars, Gucci bags. You want to use your money for nice houses in the suburbs to get your weed done. Get some new tins and air Jordans. That's what you want to use your money for, and you want to go vote for white folks, and you think you've done something. You vote for Hillary. Look at, look at this. You vote for Hillary, and then you run to the supermarket and give your money to Arabs, Anglo-Saxons, Latinos, Chinese, so you can cook your Christmas dinner to celebrate white supremacy's extermination of the original Afri- African people in this country. That's right. You want to celebrate the extermination of the original Africans in America. That's your Thanksgiving. Your Thanksgiving is a feast to honor the extermination of African people. That's what your Thanksgiving is. But because you voted for Hillary, you think you've done something, but you're going to take all your money and go buy some food to celebrate the extermination of the original Africans in America. Well, you have it there, folks. I hope, my people, you know how much I love you. Thank you so much for calling in. Brother Maine has whispered in my ear and said he is ready to close out the show. Um, He feels like things have been said that needed to be said, and I'm feeling the same way. I appreciate you all so much. We have um, honored each other today, and we've listened to everything. And one of the things that I want to say in closing the show is just to kind of read um, very quickly go over some of the things that some of our people have said. 
like Brother Michael, nobody, no no one calling in today said that they, they are scared or afraid of Trump. Everybody is confident and ready for whatever needs to take place. Brother Michael said we got to pay attention. It feels that the masses may be concerned that he is so, that we're now finally everything is out in the open. And our brother's son's son, he said that, um, yeah, he's really surprised, And but one of the things that he's definitely noticing is that we have got an unapologetic white gangster racist on deck. Um, and Sister LaShawn, she said that we're a spiritual people and our faith will get us through and um, and we too will survive survive this, um, brother May. He said, "Is no longer you can no longer see it. Um, basically, it's in a place where the bullshit is real obvious. You're standing in it. If you're swimming through it, you can no longer deny it." And um, our, our brother Doc, he called in, and he feels as if it's the unity that's going to bring us together, and that we're going to maybe get back to like the 50s and 60s type of unity and brother Brian completely agreed with him and that so much that he said can you imagine if the mentality and the unity of the 50s and 60s with the technology that we have today imagine that and that we just need to do it just just instead of talking about it being about it um, trying to organize and start different groups just do it do whatever it takes and brother Foster was on a uh, we, we he he took the stage and he gave us all kinds of points. Um, basically, he said our people need to wake up, and some of our people are um, detrimental to themselves. And he um, shared some of the things that Brother Umar said, which is also mentioned here today. And then Sean said also he ain't scared either, but he, we need to pull our resources together. So that's the end of our discussion today. I'm in full agreement with everything that's been said. I think we put a collective list together of the types of things that are our silver lining. So thank you all very much. I appreciate you. Good night.